All right. So thanks for coming on, Mark. I really appreciate it for the people who have not had the pleasure of meeting you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the center you're working. Yeah. Thanks for uh, having me. I own a third generation bowling center in Northern Wisconsin. My dad and grandpa bought it back in 1962 and, or I'm sorry, 1969, the center was built in 62. They bought it after it went bankrupt, I think three times and <laughs> they got it into the family ever since. So yeah. yeah. Wow. And I've got my kids working in the center now and it's fun. So you're two going on three generations. Three going on four. Three going on four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's really cool. And you're out in Wisconsin, correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. North central part of Wisconsin. Awesome. And you have a podcast as well, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's the uh, yeah, Grow Bowling 365 mm -hmm. uh, podcast where I just share all different things about how to grow bowling. That's why I love being here because the only way to make bowling great is to do it together. So I really appreciate you having right. me on. You can share ideas and yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah, it's, it's cool. That seems to be the general consensus is that everyone is willing to share. And if, if you just ask them or they have a, a way to, to share some of their experiences, people are more than willing. To yeah. It's, it's not always that way in every industry. No, well, bowling is a little different though. We're a family, even we're a family with our staff and we're a family with other bowling centers and the rising tide raises all boats. So <laughs> if we can get that tide to rise, we all do well. Yeah. Yeah. And so Tell me a little bit about your involvement, <clears throat> like, like you said, third generation, a little bit about your involvement, getting into the, the space I probably worked as a kid and tell me just a little bit about that experience and your involvement. Yeah. Like I said, third generation, I started working the center when I was, I remember when I was a little kid, I'd sit at the control counter and make change for quarter, give people quarters so they could play. <laughs> and we also have a banquet hall. I remember, you know, setting tables, putting forks and knives on the tables mm -hmm. way back. And I've been in bowling my entire life. Love the community and the people. And uh, I went to college actually for engineering, electrical engineering, but came mm -hmm. back home. My parents asked me if I wanted to come back, come back home. And I did. And there was actually a point where I thought about leaving the, you know, bowling mm -hmm. and going to something else. We started having kids. I, I have nine kids now, but at the time I think yeah. we had like three and things were getting, it wasn't growing as much as it wasn't, the bowling center wasn't doing as much as well as I wanted it to in 2012, 2013 or something like that. And I just, I made, I had to make a decision whether to go with the engineering, go with the bowling. I decided to go all in with the bowling. So I just mm -hmm. started studying marketing and everything else and educating yourself makes a huge difference when it yeah. comes to the turning point for me and my center. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. At the end of the day, you, your skills are really all you have. And if you lose it, you can always you take those skills and, and apply it to the set of challenges. So I like that. Yeah. So what about, I talked to a lot of other centers and they're going through this transition. Many centers are, is from the traditional league house more towards the FEC style. Is that something that you've explored at all with your center, anything you've done or what's your take on that? I think it's really, it depends on where you at, where you are at and mm -hmm. you know, what your, what kind of customer base you have and really at the end of the day, what do you want? So where I am in my center, actually, we, I added a uh, redemption center. It's a small one, but I, I converted mm -hmm. a space into a redemption center and I bought all my own games and we did that. Okay. And that was probably, man, that was probably 15 years ago or something like that. Oh, wow. But I would not consider us an FEC because it's a really small redemption center. What it does mm -hmm. is it really complements the bowling and our birthday parties and that kind of thing. But we're right. still very heavy on, on the league side. Okay. And we focus on both probably about, you know, 50, 50, which is mm -hmm. unusual, but I, I like that side of it. And I, I like, actually, I like both sides. <laughs> so I work on growing both. So I really think it really depends on, you know, what kind of business you want to have. Mm -hmm. And even your success that you have as a bowling center, you create whatever kind of success you want to have. But if you're working in a business that you don't like, if you want to have an FEC, 
but you're living in a league center, you don't want that. Why mm -hmm. would you do that? Build what you want. Or if it's the other way around, you want to be in a league center, you can have bits and pieces of the FPC model, the open play side, but build what you want to have. Yeah, no, I like that. It's good advice. What about then the food and beverage side of that as well? Because I know that really ties in um, probably with both of those choices, but that seems to be a big growing piece of it. Yeah, actually in my center, we, during COVID, before COVID, we had, we were working with the state to have plan. We had plans drawn up and everything to convert our, we have a huge bar. We used to have a dance floor and okay. uh, the nightclub kind of thing. And years ago mm. I saw it went away. So we slowly started taking that away. Yeah. But we had plans to revamp the whole thing and COVID hit and we had to make a decision. What do we do? So I decided to go right. all in because I didn't want to bleed out a slow death. So I wanted, and we, uh, we took out our offices, put a kitchen in there, just mm. our entire bar area and turned half of it into restaurant, half back into a smaller bar. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's, it's a love hate relationship because it's great <laughs> because you really, Bowling centers need to find more revenue streams. You got to have more of those core revenue sources. Yeah. And it's been really great for us. The hard thing, the love hate part, the hate part is from a staffing side, especially now it is, mm -hmm. it is rough and it's hard, yeah. but it's, it's really the, the, you need to make money in as many places as profitably as possible, mm -hmm. but you have to do it right too. Cause you have to charge enough. You can't nickel and dime things. And if you compete on price, it's a race to the bottom and everybody, right. everybody loses. So you have to focus on either more of the middle high mm -hmm. area. I'm set. So, yeah. and I'm in a small town in Wisconsin. That's what we're doing. And it's working with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're almost, you're pretty much always better competing on value than price. Pricing is one piece, but then giving them a good deal for the food, higher quality, you end up selling more of it if it's good, you know, rather than a last resort. Yeah. And, and actually, and service is the other side of it too. Yeah. We focus on service. Actually, I wrote a book on customer service. It's uh, five in a row, how to create five star reviews and massive profits in bowling center. But mm -hmm. it's customer service is so important because really that's a function of marketing too. You get somebody mm -hmm. to come in, you need customer service. And where I see so there, there's a big polarity in society. There's people that have money and people that don't have money and it's, it's getting farther and farther apart. Yeah. And really, if we want to make it, we really have to focus. We don't want to forget about the people down here, but you have to pay attention to people up here and, and creating, having great uh, products and great experiences are, are the way to do that. Yeah. And so is that like, what are some of the ways that you do that for the service component from, for your center? Like how do you, on the, the product side is we really focus on people are big on like fresh, local, that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. we make sure that rather than just getting burgers from any old distributor, we get them from a, a local meat processor that everybody knows. Mm -hmm. And people love that. Our steaks come from them. Our burgers come from them is really important. How you present your food makes a huge difference. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's all part of that experience. And right. then training our staff to yeah. understand that. And because it, that's all part of the product. Mm -hmm. Your experience that your your customer has is based upon so many things and the, the, the way that your staff handles them. And it, so we spend a lot of time training our staff. Okay. Yeah. So what do you do for that? Do you have like documentations, like a trainual or like online or what, what do you do for that? You have them read your book. What do you do? Actually, the book lays it out pretty well. We have a customer purpose, and then we have quality standards below it. And actually, I based mm -hmm. it off of Disney and some other things that I that I okay. pulled together industry. Cool. And it, it we focus also on our staff members. Whether you're if you're a bartender, if you're a wait staff, if you're a pin mm -hmm. chaser, even if you're cleaning staff, your job is not to make drinks or you know cook food or serve food or get people on lanes. Your job mm -hmm. your job is to create 
uh, great experiences for our guests. So we, yeah. our customer purpose is to create happiness and lasting friendships for everyone who walks through our door. And then we have okay. quality speakers that do that. And we have more yeah. things to support that. So we talk mm -hmm. a lot about that. And when you do that, you, it changes when you, if you tell people to, if you tell your employees to create great customer experiences, everybody mm -hmm. has a different idea of what that means. You know, That's one true. person might, that right. it means to keep the place clean. Another person means to get things done really fast. But when mm -hmm. you understand, you put things in the order and you, they're all working together, it's like a multiplier effect. So we really focus on getting our staff members in whichever area they're in to understand that they're all working together mm -hmm. um, to create these great experiences for our guests. Yeah, yeah I, I really like that. Yeah, that, that's good because essentially it could mean something totally different to everybody and then they're moving in the wrong direction. I, I really like it's that. Like, you know, everybody's <laughs> running like this way or that right. and they're all doing something that's important for the customer experience, but right. they're all going in different directions doing their own thing. When they work together, they prioritize each of those things. Mm -hmm. Then things really start to gel and come together. Yeah. The hard thing is finding the time to, right. to train them. You, yeah. and, and that, at the end of the day, as, as the bowling proprietor, owner, manager, you could be cooking, you could be serving drinks, right. you could be doing all these different things, but you really, your priority needs to be to grow your business. And, and a right. big part of that is, is training and, and marketing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, I, I really, a lot of times people might think it's cheesy or like, it's not worth the time, but I find that the companies who do, it makes a big difference for the employees. They're like, all right, this is who we are. Even though when you're first making it like core values, everybody's heard it, but when you actually do it, it makes a, a big impact. Yeah. Yeah. And you, if you give them a way to, to do it, you can say these are our core values or customer purpose or whatever, but if you don't, if you don't give them a real concrete and understandable way of applying that to the mm -hmm. business, it's, not, it's just going to be a, a sign that hangs up on the wall. So yeah. The other thing that's cool about it too, is it's work, but it makes everything run a lot smoother. It's like yeah. a, a machine. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't make, well, it's like a pin setter. <laughs> if you right. don't maintain lubricate it, if you don't do preventative maintenance mm -hmm. on it, it's going to run for crap. And, and then you're going to be running on ball calls and, and it stops <laughs> all the time. So right. you don't ignore that stuff. You take care of it. And the same is true, probably more. Yeah, so what kind of ongoing stuff and teaching it is one thing, but what do you do to reinforce it? Or do you have a metric or meetings or what do you do to, to keep people? There's, I should be doing more. We mm -hmm. just, we communicate from the management side a lot. We do, we'll do trainings. Okay. And they're not as scheduled as they should be, but when we see need for trainings, we, we do group trainings and then we okay. do individual trainings and inter, I guess you call them interventions as we move along. We stay in contact as a management staff to know where everybody's at, to keep everybody moving along. And, mm -hmm. an, and a big part of it too is our employee on employee onboarding. So we have mm. probably a, a two week process before somebody's ready to go on their own. Yeah. Um, get them through all the training and then we don't just throw them in to, mm -hmm. to the job. We make sure that they're prepared and they understand fully, not just how to do their job, but why they're doing their job and everything. Right. Else. Yeah. Yeah. That's like you said, it's a lot of work up front, but I'm sure it pays dividends in the long run. So then what do you have like a binder or is it online or what do you do to like to get that material. I have all my, my, my managers read, read our book and I still have our, the book that I wrote mm -hmm. and I'll have the employees read it too. And I okay. do have a, you know, a binder of, of information that we go through with mm -hmm. each new employee. And then what's cool too, is you can go back because there's different concepts and ideas that you can go back, like simple things like setting expectations, promise low, deliver high. Those yeah. are things that you can say, but if you don't continually go back to that and mm -hmm. then talk about how that applies back to our, you know, our customer purpose and then our five quality standards, it's not going to make sense if you're just telling them something because it's just right. words. But if yeah. you show them how it, it applies, 
and you're constantly coming back to that and then how it applies back to your customer purpose quality standards. But mm -hmm. that's where it becomes really powerful. And then it can take hold and then you probably need less trainings too and less reminders. I like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, if you can't take a complete hands-off because eventually everything, right. you go back to the pins that are, you, you, if it's running rough, you get it running, it takes you a long time, but you always have to pay attention to it because if you don't, it's going to eventually mm -hmm. start running rough again. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you have anything like any leading indicators or anything like that? Or it's just, Hey, I, I saw these issues or this is recurring theme or what do you do to say, Hey, we need to do a training on this. Yeah. So it's mostly communication with, with my managers and we're at a huge center. We're a 16 lane right. center. So if yeah. we're small, probably should have those things in place. And I've got a lot of irons and a lot of different fires, mostly by just a big thing is meeting with managers, having management, management meetings. Mm -hmm. And another thing we use, which can take not entirely take place of uh, employee meetings, managers meetings, but it helps augment it is we use a communication tool called Slack. There's other ones you can use. Oh, okay. But yeah. Yeah. I use the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so that has been uh, a real game changer for our center too. Yeah. We yeah. have channels for all different, whether it's their problems or wait staff or cooks, or mm -hmm. uh, we can do restaurant reservations, birthday parties, all different. We have all channels for all different things with our staff. That's, I know what's going yeah. on at all times in the center. They're always letting me know so we can solve problems. Yeah. And your employees don't mind doing it. I've, I've seen a few other centers try to implement it and they can't really get the staff to do it, but it seems like you have, and you have a really good. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do. If they don't, then there's repercussions if they don't okay. yeah. do it. At the same time though, we don't allow them to have their phones on their persons while they're working. Right. They, we have a spot for that, except for our managers, but even our managers, you have to be on top. So they're not on Facebook or anything like that. That's to be by example. That. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really cool. That would be definitely a cool guide worth sharing. I'd love to actually yeah, hear a little bit more about some of the channels or the ways that you structure that because I use Slack internally and a lot of other more marketing or tech companies use that, but. I feel like it could really help a bowling center that adopts it and, and applies it. Oh my gosh. It's so great because I do a lot of stuff, a lot of business stuff outside of the bowling center now more than ever. And right. I have my thumb on the pulse. I know exactly what's going on at all times because of Slack. You got to, you have to get your employees to, you know, communicate with it. But yeah, we have, we have a lot, we have quite a few channels yeah. that we have <laughs> people updated in all different types of things. And awesome. And then I guess it's just one space per company, right? The center gets its own space or do you break yeah. it even further? Yeah. Okay. And the other nice thing, I know some people use like they use Facebook messenger and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. the problem with that is you there's, that's a huge distraction. Facebook messenger, there's other messages coming through. This mm -hmm. is a separate app on their phone, right. uh, push notifications. They can customize their push notifications and whatnot. So it, it works pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. That's a great idea. I'm definitely going to return to that one. So then the next thing I wanted to cover is a few other things that are working for you. So maybe some kind of promotions or any kind of leagues that you're doing. What kind of stuff are you seeing that's jiving or clicking with your customers today? This isn't really what's jiving with the customers so much as uh, profitability of the center. It's really, we paid attention to when our most profitable times are and mm. adjusted hours to, because you have to protect your staff too. And it, mm -hmm. with the way staffing is nowadays, it's tough. I'm very product, protective of my staff where- Like a burnout, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Absolutely. we will- We've adjusted at our hours and are we making as much money gross? We could make more, mm -hmm. no, but we're more profitable because we're yeah. concentrating, you know, our time and our efforts. Right. And, and, and we're able to create those great customer experiences, which allow us to charge more mm -hmm. and get people to come back. Yeah. So 
that's one thing that's worked really well. Actually, we're at the beginning of May here and my we do a, a program, actually, which I created, mm -hmm. uh, the Summer Cold Pass program. And that's been just a huge success for my, not only my, I've got other centers, 22 centers across mm -hmm. the country that, that Coast Coast, that use that program. We just got through our big sales push. And the cool thing with that is, and I think this is something that centers really need to look at and focus on mm -hmm. is not giving bowling away for free because it just prostitutes the industry. Bowling value, we have to make sure that it, it keeps value. Mm -hmm. And then two, look at getting um, your best customers coming in the door, people who have money and are willing to spend it in your center. Focus right. on those people because yeah. if you focus on everybody, just getting as many people as possible to come through your door, staff burnout, your facility takes the beating. It's rough, but if you focus right. on not entirely, but primarily on the people who have money and willing to spend it, that's exactly what the, for the summer, you know, what my summer bull pass program uh, mm. does. And it, it's nice because you get people who respect your staff coming into your center and they spend a lot right. of money in the summer. Yeah. So that's been a success for us. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I'd love for you to explain that for anyone. We talked about it before, but I'd love for you to explain a little bit how that works and then how they can get involved. Oh, sure. It's a, a summer bowling program, sort of like a membership. It's almost like a gym membership. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things where people, it's pretty powerful because people become, they become part of your bowling center family. You know, mm -hmm. if they're paying, they yeah. pay, so families pay a, a premium price and I have centers pricing anywhere from, you know, 99 to 259 and it, it uh, 249 and it comes for it. And so you get to choose how much you want to charge for it based on your area, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Right. And what's included, we could do a couple hours of bowling, unlimited bowling. We do unlimited bowling in my center, but really people bowl for about an hour and a half. Right. Uh, I do shoe rental in mine center. You don't have to, but you can. And I like it because I want people coming in my center because they spend a lot of money. Yeah. on food and beverages. So, because mm -hmm. you get the right people coming in. And the other cool thing with the program too, is they get a membership card. So again, it's like gym membership, but we track when they come in, if they're coming in, we thank them for coming in, send, send them emails and text messages. And if they're mm -hmm. not coming in, we uh, send them reminders to come in and bowl with us because quite mm -hmm. honestly, it's great to make money on the front end, but the real money is made on the back end to make right three, four, five times what you make on the pass. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And I know you're big into the, the marketing um, systems in the back end. So I guess you like have a, you said Infusionsoft or something that powers the, the reminders and the tracking and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah there's quite a few pieces of software I have tied yeah. together that, that make yeah. it all work. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. pretty slick. And it, what's really cool too is the, the way the system works is I, we send out, so I have 22 centers across the country using this program and mm -hmm. we send out emails and text messages and they look like they're coming right from the center. Mm -hmm. And we even like when, so when somebody has their first visit, we send them a text message, you know, asking, how was your visit? Did you guys have a lot of fun? And people text back because it has yeah. their name, the center name. And it's, it looks mm -hmm. like it's, and it's coming from real number. It's not a, right. so people, they text back and it's really cool to see the excitement and mm -hmm. how much people are enjoying it. They'll say, yeah, we just got new bowling balls or whatever. So it's really cool when you make that automation personalized right. and it really solidifies and ties that person into to the center. So yeah. it's creating customers for the, for the future. Really, Right. Yeah. Those are probably like your super customers, people willing to pay a membership to come in all the time. Yep. Yeah. And they yeah. turn into league bowlers and their kids bowl and mm -hmm. birthday parties, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I really like that. And so is that included or uh, how does a center get involved? Is your program like the backend included or how does that all work? If you're yeah, so all that's included, we, we, we create all the marketing to get, to sell the passes, mm -hmm. uh, all, everything a center needs. We sell online and, and, and they can sell, you know, in center. 
And we create all, we take care of all the backend processes to make that all work, to get people to come into your center all summer long. Mm, so okay. we're out centered all the, everything they need. Yeah. If anybody's interested, you can go to um, my podcast page. It's Grow Bowling 365. So Grow Bowling 365. Mm -hmm. And the name of the program is a Summer Bowl Pass. Is, and okay. I have that bowlpass.com is you can see what the centers that are all signed yeah. up and doing it. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then I guess, do they pay for all, the whole summer or is it a monthly or how, how do you run that? The families? No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so I do a uh, one-time fee for bowling centers to come on board. Right now it's two ninety-seven. I'll probably be going up in the future, but that's a one-time fee. I don't even charge that for multiple for uh, subsequent years. You just pay right. that once to okay. get everything set up. And then there's a uh, seventy-five twenty-five uh, split on the the sale of the passes. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like I said, the way the system, great... yeah, and the money you make by getting people to come back because these people they're paying a premium price, and the way that we communicate with them to get them coming into the center all summer mm -hmm. long. It's, it's pretty fantastic. Right. Yeah. That's so. a no brainer because you're only paying as people use it and you're going to get that money back from the like visit number two is it's paid off. Yeah. Actually through this, it's cool because we do things like in the summer when people are coming in to bowl, mm -hmm. we'll offer them to buy, they can pay, you know, 40, 50 bucks to bowl right now, or they can, you know, pay the, the hundred dollars and they, they can bowl all summer long right. and they'll just, and, and we'll include their bowling. They just default. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like, yeah, we'll do that yeah. before the program begins. We just got done with a big, huge push and we sold a couple thousand passes across the country, but yeah. we still sell passes throughout the summer. So it's. Yeah. I love that. That's a great idea. Yeah. And I, there's some competitors out there, like you said, who give it away from free, but that sounds like a better deal that well, way. I think as an industry, we need to keep the integrity of bowling, the price mm -hmm. integrity of it. Cause it's, everything's so expensive. Staffing, yeah. everything's expensive. Mm -hmm. And we can't afford to allow people to think that they can just get it for free. So right. mm -hmm. it, it, otherwise it just takes the value away from it. It waters it down. Yeah. Yeah. You don't value it if you, if it's free. So to get back to something that we talked a little bit about, or you just mentioned is the staffing. And we talked about this a little bit previously, but I'd love to hear what you're doing to attract staff, hire staff and retain staff. Sure. We, the, well, retaining staff, I think creating a, 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 a a culture, a company culture. Mm -hmm. And that's really what our training does. Our, yeah. our staff members, they're not just doing a job, they're working together and they really appreciate the idea that they are working together to do something for somebody else to create. Yeah. Because people, if all you're doing is cooking a burger or slinging a drink, there's not a lot of fulfillment in that. But when you understand yeah. that, or even cleaning, if you're vacuuming mm -hmm. a floor, where's the fulfillment in that other right. than getting a Neck. But if you understand that what you're doing is creating happiness for somebody who's maybe they had a, a you know crappy week or they're or they, they need to come out and blow some steam off and you're creating right. everybody is working together to create that happiness for that yeah. person. Right. And that also leads into attracting people. Like we have people applying that want to work for us right. because they come in and they see what the environment that we have and how mm -hmm. our staff members are happy. They, they just, they're happy and they see how we do business and it's attractive. Another thing we do is I offer to our current employees referral bonuses. If they mm -hmm. get bring somebody in and the, the person stays for three months, then we'll do $50 bonus to, to mm -hmm. that employee. And they, that the employees understand the people that we want to have come in and they know they're going to be working with them. So right. they're going to generally refer, you know, good people. And then finally, one of the big things we do is cherry pick when we, when we need to fill a position, mm -hmm. <laughs> it sounds terrible, but we go, we look at 
similar industries. It could be mm -hmm. somebody at a grocery store, it could be somebody at a restaurant, somebody at a yeah. bar, a bank, and they may not feel fulfilled in what they're doing. And we offer them and it can be part-time. So it's not necessarily mm -hmm. taken away from what they're doing or, you know, if we're looking for full-time, it might be, but we, yeah. you know, we, we well, go out and pick people. Yeah. At the end of the day, the employee gets the choice. It's a free market for them. If they like this opportunity, you're bringing in a, a talent to your organization. The cool thing too is it mm -hmm. doesn't always come down to money. A lot yeah. of it comes Rarely. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. It's personal mm -hmm. happiness. Yeah. And even flexibility of schedule and stuff like that is pretty, pretty powerful things, but yeah. people want to be part of something that they believe in. Yeah. I think, and that goes with two different ways where part of a community or a team or family, like you mentioned. So having a, a community for them to be a part of, as well as a, a higher purpose, like you said, giving fun. So I feel like those two together are pretty, quite a punch for someone who wants a little more. Fun. Yeah. And yeah. we have a lot of high school kids that work for us too. Mm -hmm. uh, some of our best cooks. Our, our head, our couple of our head cooks are 17 yeah. year old girls and my daughter's actually one of them. Right? And she's a great waitress too. And she can make a lot of money waitressing, but she likes being in the kitchen because she right. likes, she likes the culture back there. She likes yeah. the people she works with and she likes what she's doing. So mm -hmm. it's interesting what motivates people and you'll find, you find great employees in really odd places. Sometimes, like I said, 17 year old girls are, and we're not doing just burgers and stuff. We're doing some, yeah. some high entree stuff wow. and knock it out of the park. So yeah, it's usually it's all male and not always like the, the highest caliber, you know, candidates for the line cook. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. We get, we have a lot, we got a lot of females in our kitchen. Yeah. And like I said, I've worked in restaurants plenty of times in, in earlier in my career, and I still use those things now, like all the time just cooking little tips, hacks. And so it's a great skill, even if you're, it's not your forever job to do that in high school and move on and you'll use that for another 50 years. Oh, I tell my staff all the time as we're, I'm working them through different problems. If we have issues that are coming up, I'll tell them that what I'm telling you here is not going to apply just to this. This is good. You can use this in yeah. any kind of job you're doing, not the right. cooking part, like how to interact with other employees or how to overcome stress or obstacles or whatever else. Bowling center is a, it's a, it's a great place for young people to learn yeah. tons of life skills, which right. let's be honest, a lot of them really need them. Of course. Yeah. And I'm sure it helps them to learn it and use it because compare that to school where you learn something esoteric that you're never going to use again, because you have a calculator and some kind of math formula. Whereas this is like, Hey, you're going to use this for the rest of your life past here and beyond. I'm sure that's yeah, it. And the friendships that they, they create too are, yeah. are people too. So mm -hmm. we're, we're a family place. And I always tell, tell our employees, but I have a big family and my mm -hmm. family's important. I tell them that their family is important to me too. So, mm -hmm. you know, faith, family, friends in school are all important. That doesn't mean that the job isn't important, but right. if you let me know what's going on, I'll make sure that those become our priorities for, for mm -hmm. me for you also. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're right in line with all the other people I've talked to who have like decent retention. It's that work environment and the flexibility and feeling like, you know, you're part of a family. I think it goes a long way. Yeah. Cool. So then the only other things I wanted to ask you, <clears throat> excuse me, your biggest challenge today, what would you say that is right now? I mean, we talked a little bit about staffing when it sounds like you're at a better spot than most. What would you say is, is your biggest challenge at your center today? My personal biggest challenge is having to doing too many different things, focusing. So quite honestly, from a proprietor or manager standpoint, having priorities straight and focusing on the, the most important things is probably, okay. that's the yeah. biggest challenge. And I know it's, it's not staffing or getting people in the door, but those things actually come from focusing on the right things. Mm -hmm. So if your problem is staffing, focus, have your focus on staffing. So it's, mm -hmm. it's more of your, your focus and where you're what you're working on primarily because too many bowling proprietors, managers are 
they, it's important to be in the center or work in the center, but it's even mm. more important to work on the center. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially if you have a, a manager and you're the, the owner to be able to do that and pull yourself out a little bit. Yeah. And so yeah. for me personally, I have so many other things going on as I've learned all these skills and everything else. I've gotten pulled into a lot of different directions, doing a lot of different things being actually, you know, my biggest thing is, is actually being okay with not being in my center. I'll say, because I'm a sort of a control freak and I want to be in my center all the time. I want to be yeah. in control, but for me, it's letting go and letting the people that I put in place do their jobs. That's right. my big challenge. Yeah. Yeah, so. that could be tough to do, especially when you've been in there since you were, you know, eight years old and now yeah. you're spending less time there. That's funny. This is like a therapy session for me. Yeah. Right. No, I think it's a legitimate concern. I'm sure you'll share that with other people who watch this. So the only other thing that I wanted to ask you, and it's a good one to end on, is where you see things going over the next couple of years. We've all kind of seen somewhat of this switch, not, not for everybody, but a lot of people, at least in the direction of the FEC, whether it's a, a food and beverage offering or like a laser tag or other activities. Do you see that continuing? And do you maybe see a step after that or what's your take on the next three to five years? I, again, I think it goes back from the, our, the beginning of our conversation. I think that the, it's the customer experience is really where it comes down to. Yeah. So if it's FEC, there's th certain aspects of that you really need to focus on. But if you're a traditional league center, I think there's still going to be a place for that. I really do because mm -hmm. we are social creatures and yeah. we need social outlets. And the traditional bowling center is the you know community hub. And there is still a place for that, but mm -hmm. you have to create, you have to invest in your center and its assets and in its people to create those customer experiences, even mm -hmm. for your league bowlers, yeah. uh, for everybody that comes through your door. Because, and so whatever you want, your you want to be, you, you're going to have to focus more and more on the guest experience yeah. uh, and whether it's food or beverage, your staffing, all that. And unfortunately three to five years with the way things are going, this polarity in society, mm -hmm. um, not just from a political standpoint, but from an economic standpoint, I think yeah. is going to continue unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I see serving the, the top end of that is going to be unfortunately what you need to do to survive. But right. the cool is you can also offer things to, to the, the bottom side of it. Everybody should have an opportunity to bowl in some way. Right. In school bowling programs in our, in our school districts and, and give kids opportunities to bowl. But at the same time, make money. Because at the end of the day, we're here to, to yeah. make money. You got to keep the lights on. Do you have like a separate offering that you have? Or like, how do you, you know, bifurcate the two or at least try to, uh, I guess, include the two like demographics you're talking about? Oh, for the, for. So you said that well, there's a disparity of wealth and you said that in order to have a good business, you need to focus on some of the higher income, but what do you do for the lower? Is there any kind of offering built in or, or how do you? Yeah, I'm, I've got a lot of kids. I, I love kids, that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. uh, we have relationships with our schools where, where mm -hmm. we get coming into bowl we do mm -hmm. the in-school bowl program and then we offer free bowling outings for them to come in and mm -hmm. and participate take place yeah. in bowl from a league standpoint we have very strong youth leagues and i will give kids i i don't say i'll go out and say hey if you want a scholarship we'll give but if there's a family that, that wants to bowl i know they want to bowl and they mm -hmm. just don't i'll take care i won't charge them for, yeah. for their fees That's so great. i think there's opportunities to to help people that need yeah. it and you don't have to I'm not the kind of person that, that goes out and shouts it from the, the, the rooftops. I think mm -hmm. you can find people that opportunities, even with local service organizations do a bowling day and mm -hmm. let them 
be part of it. They can promote it and manage it. And it could be their thing, even though you're providing it. So you can have a right. family bowling day for with the local lions or the Rotary club or something like that. So yeah. there's an opportunity. You just gotta, you gotta go out and find them. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And it's great that you're giving back to, you know, for everybody. Great. So yeah, I like the ending on that. The customer experience I think is critical at the end of the day, that's what you're providing an experience. So really focusing on that, I think is a good move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it works well for us. Yeah. So really quick, just to finish up, if someone wants to get in contact you with you, whether, you know, it's about the summer bowl pass or any other program that you have, what's the best way to, to get in touch? They can reach by email. It's real simple. It's my name, Mark at markbars.com, M-A-R-K-B-A-R-E-S.com. You can always uh, email me or they can go to, like I said, growbowling365.com, growbowling365.com and uh, they can check out what I got going on there and reach me through there also. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming on, Mark. I've, it's been quite a pleasure and I really appreciate you taking the time on your busy schedule. Yeah, no, I, this is great. I love bowling. I love growing bowling. So let's get her going as yeah. a group, as a, as a community. So yeah, no better way. I love it. All right. Cool. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Take care.